Welcome back to another episode of Nach Daily. Today we'll be beginning Safer Daniel with the first chapter. There is one main theme in this chapter, which is how Daniel and his friends were placed in the service to Nebuchadnezzar. Now let's begin. Right away, the Ramad Wali opens up and says there's two reasons why the Anshe Knesset Hagadola wrote Sefer Daniel. One, there are many miracles that took place in exile which are recorded in the Sefer to teach Am Yisrael even in Gullus where the Chitzonim, impeding negative, negative spiritual forces rule, and even when we are living in a land that's not ours, Hashem has not left his nation. And two, to teach Sadiqim are under the direct Hashkacha of God, bringing them often behind the scenes to areas of significant influence. Sadiqim stand strong in their Amuna and possess the ability to rule over the Chitzonim and natural world. Obviously, this is a chesed from Hashem who gave us these great Sadiqim like Daniel and his friends. Moving on, during the third year of King Yehoiakim of Yehuda, Nebuchadnezzar of Bavel laid siege on Yerushalayim. Hashem allowed Nebuchadnezzar to defeat Yehoiakim and take some of the vessels of the base Hamikdash. He brought them to the land of Shinar and used these vessels from the base of Migdash for his idols. Rashi and Rafsad Yagon explain on a historical note, when it says it was the third year of Yehoiakim's reign, it really means the third year of Yehoiakim's rebellion against Nebuchadnezzar. Prior to this, Yehoiakim was subservient to Nebuchadnezzar for three years, then decided to rebel. Nebuchadnezzar eventually tied up Yehoiakim and carried him off with the vessels. The Ramad Wali adds, certainly Nebuchadnezzar was only a pawn used by Hashem. It's quite possible if Yehoiakim wasn't a horrible king, Hashem would have allowed his rebellion to be successful. Additionally, since Yehoiakim had fallen to Avodah Tuma had spread to even the vessels of the Beis Hamikdash, which manifested in them being taken away to be used for Vodazara. The Radmad Wali goes on to say he feels that even though Yoyakum was bad, eventually he must have had thoughts of tshuva. And it was in this schus Hashem had placed in the heart of Nebuchadnezzar to take great people with him into exile, such as Daniel and his friends. Moving on, Nebuchadnezzar ordered Ashpanaz, head of the eunuchs, to take from some of the best and brightest Jews to be brought with him. As it says in verse 4, Yeladim asher ein behem komum v'tovei mara u'maskilim b'kol chachma v'yodeya das u'meven mada v'asher koach behem la'amod b'heichel ha'melech u'lelamdam sefer u'lashon kastim. Good-looking youths without a blemish, versed in every wisdom, perceptive in knowledge, understanding and counsel, and capable in serving in the royal palace and teach them the writing and language of the Chaldeum, the people of Kazdim. Daily, the king would give them a portion of pasbag, food and wine. Prior to serving the king, they would be educated for three years. Among the children taken were none other than Daniel, Hanania, Mishal, and Azariah. They were all reassigned new names as was the custom for the people raised in royalty. As we found by Yosef, he was raised he was renamed Tzvan Daniel was called Belshazzar, which was actually named after an idol. Hananiah was called Shadrach, Mishael called Meshach, and Azariah called Avednego. Some of the Forshim note the fact Daniel was singled out to be named after Nebuchadnezzar's own idol shows how he was already singled out for greatness.
While the Rabbah Wali notes, the person in charge of them saw just how intelligent they were and wanted to give them a new identity by changing their names as if they were born in Bavel, and not like prisoners of war. This was none other than Hashem's Ashkacha Pratus, because had they went by their original names, perhaps they never would have made it far in the royal ranks. Now, in verse 8 through 15, in a narrative type of way, it interjects a mini-story about how Daniel, despite living in the king's mists, maintained his level of Kedusha and purity. Daniel resolved in his mind not to eat any of the daily portions of Pazbag and wine. This way, he wouldn't become unholy. The Malbim explains, being he was named after in Avodazara, he figured he himself was prepared for idol worship and was only fed food and wine for idol worship as well. Hashem had caused the head of the eunuchs, who Daniel was placed under, to like him and be kind to him. The eunuch approached Daniel and told him he personally feels afraid the king will notice Daniel's meager appearance from not eating properly, which will put his own life in danger. Daniel asked the attendant to test him and his friends by striking up a deal. He asked to be given only legumes and water for 10 days. If their appearance improved in relation to the other youths, good. But if not, their lives would be at the attendant's mercy. After the 10 days were up, their appearance dramatically improved. In fact, they looked better and healthier than all the other youths who had eaten the king's provided diet. The attendant agreed and began giving their rations of Pazbag out to the others. There's a debate amongst the Mephorshim whether or not this was considered a miracle. Some explained the dying of legumes was indeed a better diet, which caused them to naturally appear healthier, while others learned this was a direct miracle of Hashem. The Alchik notes the satisfaction Daniel and his friends received from fulfilling the word of God caused them such joy they physically looked better as a reflection of their inner peace. While the Rabbah Wali explains that Sadik Daniel was trying to bring a tikkun to the Malchus kingship through the ten spheres, which is why he asked for ten days, the Rabbah Wali goes on to say an amazing thing. Like we just said, Daniel was really trying to bring about a spiritual rectification, which would inadvertently change his appearance. He didn't actually need food for this, but in his great wisdom, he asked for legumes to hide the very fact he was able to do it without food. This way, no one would suspect him and his great level of Kedusha. Now in verse 17, it says, God granted the four use intelligence and proficiency in all writings and wisdom, and Daniel possessed understanding of all kinds of visions and dreams. Now the preparatory time period ended Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were brought before the king. They became appointed to serve the king because when he spoke with them, and f- he found no one was equal to them. They answered his questions ten times better than all the magicians and physicians in the king time, in the kingdom. Sefer Mishpesel Zav brings, this is because the Torah incorporates all wisdom. Additionally, he brings the Ramban's intro to the Torah, which also explains how all wisdom derives its vitality from Torah. Daniel remained in his high-ranking position until the first year of King Cyrus. The Ramad Wali notes Daniel and his friends saw this as a good sign. Standing in front of the king below on earth is just a representation of standing in front of God, the king above. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Nach Daily. Stay tuned to the next episode when we're learning, we'll be learning about Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the four kingdoms. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.